Before we get to today's episode of the Glossy Beauty Podcast, we have a quick message from our sponsor, Stitch Labs. Stitch Labs is an operation management platform for modern brands. If you're a growing brand looking to streamline your operations, Stitch Labs is here to help. Brands like Brooklinen and Thinks are using Stitch to do some amazing things, like open pop-up stores or set up international warehouses in incredible timelines. To learn more, head to stitchlabs.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-L-A-B-S dot com. Helping brands execute on big ideas quickly. Hello, and welcome to the Glossy Beauty Podcast, our weekly show where we discuss the future of the beauty and wellness industries with the people who know them best. I'm your host, Priya Rao, beauty editor at Glossy. And today's guest is Melanie Whelan, the Chief Executive Officer of SoulCycle. In this episode, Melanie discusses the challenges of scaling a boutique business, how she plans to expand SoulCycle internationally, and why she is using events and product to engage with her customers outside of the studio. Hope you enjoy the episode. Today on the Glossy Beauty Podcast, we have the CEO of SoulCycle, Melanie Whelan. Welcome, Melanie. Thanks for having me today. So, Melanie, before we get started with your career at SoulCycle and also at Equinox, tell us a little bit about how you got started in business. So, I grew up with a father who was an entrepreneur. I grew up in, in Baltimore, Maryland, and my, my father started a, a couple of companies, all based out of Washington, D.C. So, I grew up with a father who built businesses with a mother who ran payroll on our living room floor at night while my sister and I did homework. And from really early point in my life, had this sort of entrepreneurial business bug, I think by virtue of the fact it was just part of our family's lifestyle. And so when I graduated from school, I knew I wanted to do something a little different than the typical path that many of my friends were taking going into investment banking or consulting. And I ended up at Starwood Hotels, which back in 1999, when I graduated, um, was going through a really transformational time of acquiring a couple of big legacy hotel brands like the Weston brand and the Sheraton brand, but also starting a new brand like the W and growing internationally. So I kind of stumbled into it a little bit, became part of the corporate development team there out of school and then followed a path of business development from Starwood to Virgin USA um, into Equinox and now you know, pivoted uh, as I moved into into my roles at SoulCycle. So what would you say was comparable about those experiences now being at Equinox and SoulCycle? Like what were the dotted lines with Starwood and also with Virgin and now here at SoulCycle? And I think it also goes back to my father. You know, he built client service-based businesses, transportation businesses, messenger businesses, and I grew up, you know, in the 80s with cell phones that were in briefcases where we would I remember being on vacations and he would always take calls from clients who were upset. And he would say to us, you know, I can't fix it if the delivery didn't arrive or the car didn't arrive at the airport, but I can hear them out. And if I hear someone out, I'm going to build a relationship with them where ultimately they will be loyal and make a decision to come back to us for their business. And that idea of building relationships with consumers and being relationship first in business is something that I think, as I look back on my career, really ties everything together. Because whether it's a hospitality company you know, at Starwood with all of those brands or being on the team that started Virgin America, with the domestic air carrier, where we really try to differentiate in aviation, um, Equinox or SoulCycle, it's all about thinking about a consumer first and building a relationship with them through genuine hospitality. And that all goes back to really how I was raised. 
So, Melanie, when you arrived at Equinox, what was happening at the company then? What was the state of the market? What was happening in fitness and wellness? I imagine it was very different than where it is today. So, I arrived in 2007, and Equinox at the time had 40 locations um, in major markets around the U.S., and I had been a consumer for years. I loved the Equinox experience. Fitness has been a huge part of my life um, since my childhood, and I loved everything about what Equinox stood for, which was you know, the best in fitness programming. I personal trained at a very young age. Uh, I used the spa, I bought clothes in the shop, and I just thought they had curated and built this lifestyle that really spoke to me as someone who was young and working really hard and didn't have a lot of time for myself. Um, Equinox was the place that I went to feel good and to disconnect um, and to have an experience that I knew whether it was a group fitness class or a massage, it was just, it was going to be the best. Um, So I was really excited to start there uh, back in 2007. And I remember at the time, a couple of my friends said, you're going to work for a fitness company, you know, leaving this aviation company or, you know, a hospitality company. And I said, I really think this is something that it's personally meaningful for me. And you could tell even then that fitness and wellness and a healthy and active lifestyle was something that was be- going to become a much bigger trend even than it was, you know, 12 years ago. And so, you know, my role coming in was figuring out, um, with the management team, how we could continue to grow the company outside of just opening fitness clubs where we believe there was tremendous opportunity. So I worked on a couple of projects like launching our our yoga brand here in New York, Pure Yoga. We launched a budget fitness brand called Blink Fitness that now has about 70 locations. Um, And we ended up acquiring a majority interest in SoulCycle in 2011. And the the idea was really Equinox was a luxury player in the space. Uh, SoulCycle, we believed, had the potential to be the best in boutique and then we were going to come into the entry-level part of the market, um, the budget end, and do it better than anybody else out there. And we really sort of segmented the market to say we're going to play in a couple of different places. We're going to be the best at what we do. And we're going to build management teams around those ideas. Because, again, I think what we all believed was that fitness and wellness was really just getting started. And, and we can even see it today. I think there is so much left ahead. So, Melanie, if I read this correctly, you started Equinox in 2007, and you didn't take your first Soul Cycle class until 2008. Is that right? That is right. So, what took you so long? And when you finally <laughs> arrived, what did you think um, was so different about the Soul experience? So, I have a rule in life that if you hear about something three times from three different people, you have to read it, eat it, try it. And I had heard about SoulCycle from so many people, but at the time there was only one SoulCycle location on the Upper West Side. I lived in Chelsea at the time. Uh, I was pregnant in 2008, but um, I knew that I had to go and experience it because I'd heard about it so many times. I don't remember much about my experience. I, I tell the team all the time. I remember walking in and feeling very overwhelmed, and our first location was on 72nd Street, and it was in a former former funeral parlor. It, we had 32 bikes, and so the lobby, you think our lobbies are small now, was even smaller. So you had 60 people sort of transitioning between class, and I thought, oh my gosh, what is this place? And the class was great, but what I remember the most and what I really took away and I think has informed a lot of the decisions over the last couple of years um, is I got back to my desk and I had received a silver SoulCycle bag with a Soul Child onesie from Elizabeth, one of our co-founders, with a handwritten note just saying, thank you for coming in. It was wonderful to meet you. Good luck. Because I had this 
six-month big belly um, in the class. And I thought, wow, this is actually really different. You know, in the in the fitness industry, especially 10 years ago, it was a lot about the sale and the offer and come back and when will we see you again. And this was really just about being seen and heard and acknowledged and appreciated. And I just remember thinking this is something really magical because the alchemy obviously in the lobby and 60 people vibrating together is pretty crazy. Class was good, but that moment afterward of hospitality was really what brought it all together. And um, I don't know what took me so long, but I can tell you I knew from then that this was something I was going to be really excited about. So SoulCycle now has 91 locations, correct? 91 open today in Del Mar, yes. So how did you figure out back then, you know, when there was only one location on the Upper West Side, that this really had legs nationally and now potentially internationally as you move into London? So when we ultimately ended up getting involved in the business, um, there were seven locations for SoulCycle. So we had, at that point, proven that the model could scale beyond the, the first couple of locations and that there really was something special there. Um, you know, when we, we got involved in 2011, I joined the team in 2012, um, the idea was could we open 25 of these? And opening 25 is almost harder than getting to 91, right? How do you get from seven to 10? How do you get out of New York into Los Angeles? How do you port a concept that really at its heart is experiential more than anything. You're talking about a people-led, people-driven, 360-degree, 55-person experience, right? And from the beginning, we've always treated this as a live production every hour on the hour. We want every class to feel like the only class that's happening that day in that studio. And that takes a lot of work and a lot of care. Um, and so I think, how did we figure it out? We just put one foot in front of the other. And we said, OK, if we're going to open 10 studios, we're going to need a lot of managers. Where do our best managers come from? They come from the front desk. OK, we're going to need a lot of front desk people. The front desk people are going to have to be trained. OK, we're going to need a training program. And you know, I think sometimes the, the, you need to have this really long-term vision. But vision without execution, I think there's a great saying, is hallucination. right? You, you really just have to figure out where you're going and then start to get one thing done after the next. And I, I always joke, people say, what, what's it like being a COO of a high-growth company? Or what's it like being a CEO of a high-growth company? I say, you just have to lay track in front of a speeding train faster than anybody else. Melanie, in terms of you know replicating that same experience in New York or in Los Angeles, when the talent is so incredible in those markets, how do you replicate that in places like Texas or you know internationally as you go into London? We think a lot um, about the nuance of those markets as much as we think about the power of the brand and delivering a consistent experience. So what I mean by that is if you take a SoulCycle class in D.C., Palo Alto, or, or in Houston, Texas, you're going to know it's a SoulCycle experience. There are certain tenants of the brand and tenants of what we deliver that will be consistent. You know, great hospitality, great music, an instructor that's personally engaged in making sure you have a great experience in the studio that morning. But Every single class is going to be entirely unique, right? It's a different playlist. It's a different inspirational message. It's a different type of vibe in the room, different time of day you're taking the class, different kind of rider profile. People that live in Houston, Texas are different than people that live in Palo Alto. And we want to make sure that we maintain the integrity of those local communities and that we are responsive to their tastes, right, by the choice of music or by the choice of choreography. And so we take a really uh, thoughtful approach in every market that we open to really cast 
our team. We don't say recruit, we actually cast. And we make sure that the operators that we put into the markets really understand that consumer base. And we make sure that the talent really understands musical taste. So again, we want to deliver a consistent experience, but we want it to be locally relevant as well. And now we're in 16 markets across North America with, with plans for many more. And we that disciplined approach to how we've thought about growth has really stemmed from the fact that we know we have to make every soul cycle feel like the soul cycle. When you say that, you know, who would you say the soul cycle customer is today? I imagine that demo is very wide and changing every day. I mean, the great thing about Soul is because of the democracy of the workout, you can be 14 years old or you can be 85 years old and you can have a great experience in that room. So the the demographic is exactly as you said, it's very wide. We have sold out teen spins across the country in the afternoon after school. And then you can go into some of our suburban locations on a you know a late weekday morning and you'll find a, a much older demographic. Um, you know, indoor cycling as a workout is one of only a handful of ways to get a cardiovascular workout and it happens to be really safe and something that you can do for your whole life in terms of easy on your joints, customizable through the resistance knob and your choice of hand weights. And so it's a really great workout. But above all, it's an experience, right? And that experience can appeal to a 25-year-old man the same as it can appeal to a 55-year-old woman. Um, and that's sort of the magic of the room is the bringing together of all of these different kinds of people and really showing them that we all actually are kind of going through the same stuff and looking for the same things, which is to disconnect from technology, be in a room with someone who will tell you you're stronger than you even think that you know you are, and really just have fun. Arguably, SoulCycle kind of started the boutique fitness craze. You know, now we have, you know, more and more cycling studios similar to SoulCycle. We have dance fitness studios that are kind of targeted just around dance or running or et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that there's kind of a saturation point with, you know, these type of boutique clubs? Yeah, when we came into the market, and SoulCycle really was the first mover, it was in a category of its own. There was really no boutique fitness. And and Julie and Elizabeth, our co-founders, always used to say they had to create a market to put their product into because the market didn't really exist for what they wanted to build. And I think what we have created over time has inspired a lot of competitors and and imitators. Um, But ultimately, what we've always done is challenged ourselves to do it better than we did it yesterday and continue to innovate around our experience. We've never really viewed this as a fitness company. This to us is a live experiences business wrapped in hospitality and delivered in a way that really inspires community connectivity. And that all comes from the people in the field that deliver this every day. Uh, And we've heard this from our riders you know, in San Francisco, where we've been for five years, as well as in New York, where we've been for 13 years, our riders continue to stay with us. They may cross train and they may find themselves trying other things, but there's nothing to replace the soul cycle in their lives because the experience is really one of a kind. We'll be right back. If you're a growing brand, you've probably heard that an ERP is the next step in your operations. But in this fast-changing world of e-commerce, you can't afford to lose the agility, speed, and innovation that got you to where you are today. That's why today's fastest-growing brands are choosing Stitch Labs as their operations management platform to streamline complex operations without losing flexibility and speed. Whether you're looking to open a pop-up, run effective pre-order campaigns, or expand internationally, Stitch Labs is here to help you execute on every crazy big idea quickly and at scale. To learn more, head to stitchlabs.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-L-A-B-S.com. Helping brands turn their operations into their biggest advantage. 
Hey, Glossy listeners. My name is Danny Parisi, fashion reporter here at Glossy, and I am back to talk to you about episode two of our miniseries, Glossy Trend Watch Streetwear Edition. For this episode, we are joined by industry veteran Will Whitney as he discusses his experience as one of the founders of legendary streetwear brand Nome de Guerre and the evolution of the sneaker retail industry. You can catch every episode of Glossy Trend Watch in the Glossy Podcast feed. To stay up to date with the latest podcast from Glossy, be sure to subscribe and leave us any feedback you have. Now, back to the episode. Melanie, on that note, SoulCycle doesn't adhere to a lot of the traditional tropes of fitness companies. You know, there aren't monthly memberships. You have to buy individual classes or packs. Um, It's not about that sale. So how does that increase or encourage customer loyalty? We've always viewed the paper class model as something that is part of our experience because we believe if you commit $26 or $36 to come into a class the next day, you're going to show up because you've made that commitment to yourself more than you've even made it to us. And what that does is you bring a different energy to the room, right? You're really excited to be there. You've made this commitment to yourself. You've got 55 other people around you who've made that commitment as well. And that whole energy is a big part of the experience of how people are feeling around that. Then it's our responsibility to get you to come back. And so we have always viewed that model as something that even inspires us internally to say, we're only as good as our last ride. If for some reason you didn't have a great class, our front desk team is going to find a way to make that right for you so that we get you back into the studio. And I think the best loyalty doesn't necessarily come from an economic model, but comes from a genuine relationship that you have with your customer. And that's something that we put incredible emphasis on in how we hire and how we train and how we reward our operators, because we want those connections to be really authentic. And there are very few places where you actually can build those kinds of relationships outside of your family and friends. Melanie, you're also opening in Hudson Yards, which is this mega shopping center here in New York in March. Tell us a little bit about that project. Yeah, we're really excited. So um, Related, who is our um, strategic partner and and investor, um, has developed this incredible project in New York, which I'm I'm sure many of you will will come and see. And it's really a, a city within a city that's gone up on the west side. And there are a series of incredible experiences and architectural moments that have been built there. And we're really proud to be opening in the first um, Equinox Hotel building there over in in Hudson Yards. And it's really going to be a destination in and of itself. We're going to have a a hotel upstairs. There'll be a large Equinox club in the base. Um, And then we will be on the corner and we've got some new features and... um, some experiences that we're going to be launching as part of that studio when we bring that to market later this spring. You've also spent a lot of time at SoulCycle about on those experiences. You know that you're saying that every class is a live event in itself. Talk to me a little bit about how that kind of scales, how that's scaling and growing with your own larger event series. Yeah, one of the um, things we noticed about our riders, you know, years ago was we have them for 45 minutes and then right before and after class, but there's another 23 hours and 15 minutes where we don't have them. And they say to us consistently, we just want more ways to spend time with the brand. And we want to have a way to take that feeling, that endorphin rush that you get from being in the room out into our lives. And so we built a media division in the last year to really go after those 23 hours and 15 minutes with a series of products, services, and events to really engage not just the audience that's in the studio every day, but a broader audience as well. Um, and one of the ways that we're doing that is through a franchise we're calling Sound by Soul Cycle. These are large-scale concerts with major musical artists that will come and perform, many of whom are connected to the brand personally. And we'll have 
almost the Soul Cycle class's performance art on the stage, and then it, crowds of hundreds of people in the venue who will listen to the performer observe the bikes in the front of the space and just have a really great time mixing as a community outside of the studio. Uh, we launched the first one last fall uh, at a, a church up in Harlem um, with Ellie Dewey and Louis the Child. We had a couple hundred people there. It was an incredible night and such a great event. The coolest thing that happened was at the end of the concert and the live performance, we had a DJ come on and it turned into this insane dance party. And as it turns out, our instructors have incredible rhythm and our riders do too. So, and that went on for hours into the night. So, really excited. We're we're announcing uh, this month our next event in Los Angeles with Ciara. Um, that will be in downtown LA, and we've invited a couple of hundred people to come and experience again it, the Soul Cycle bike and the and the workout will be more performance art, and it's a big dance party and and musical experience. We're really excited about. In terms of dotted lines, are there any? When you're doing something this much larger in scale, how do you bring the Soul Cycle experience, which is so personal, to so many more people? It's interesting because as we've thought about the different media products that we want to launch, whether they be playlists or text messages or sound by Soul Cycle, what we really want to maintain is the sanctity of that studio experience. We know that it is truly one of a kind. And for so many of our riders, it is the special place where they go, they close their eyes in the dark, and they listen to music and listen to the instructor. And there's really nothing that will be able to replicate that. However, there are pieces and elements of the brand and of the experience that we absolutely can pull out and then amplify in another way complementing it with other features and experiences that maybe wouldn't be resonant within the studio. And I think it's, you know, hopefully you'll come and see one of the Sound by Soul Cycle events, but, you know, to have the music vibrating in a huge venue with hundreds of people, it's not the same as what happens in the studio, but it's really special in its own way. And I think, you know, we, we've taken such great care to every detail that we have built into the brand over the years. And whether that be the smell in the lobby of the studios with the grapefruit candle when you come in or the words that we choose to use on our app when you book Monday at noon with us. And we've done the same with Sound by Soul Cycle and some of the other products that we're bringing out. We just, the attention to detail is so important in delivering on our brand promise. So it will be different, but it'll be really cool. Melanie, the music piece of it seems like a very obvious win for Soul Cycle. And you know, you guys just recently partnered with Apple Music about those playlists. But it is a very different, you know, revenue and uh, business opportunity. Walk us through that a little bit. So, yeah, we partnered with Apple Music this year to bring playlists out of the studio. And you know, our our vision as a company is to bring soul to a global audience. You know, we we believe we have the opportunity to change people's perspectives on their lives by virtue of 45 minutes in a dark room with great music and great coaching. If we can take that out of the studio and put it onto a playlist format, and we can touch more people who maybe can't get into a studio or don't have the physical proximity to one of our 91 locations. That's just a way for us to further our mission and to get more people vibrating with the brand. So I think the decision to work with Apple Music, they've been incredible partners to us. And you know, many of our instructors um, use Apple Music as part of their playlisting experience is really one to say, who else can we get to experience a little piece of soul so that when they're in town or when they're making their decisions of how to spend their time, they're going to come ride with us when we when they can. Um, Melanie, now that the instructors kind of have this tool with Apple Music and are utilizing it much more, how is that helping them build their own communities and make their own stars kind of rise with that? The instructors 
are able to publish this on their social audiences, which have much wider reach than just the riders they're seeing every day in the studio. You know, our instructors are really tastemakers and influencers in their communities and nationally as they've built profiles for themselves. And so what the playlisting does is give them an opportunity to service and speak to those audiences in a way that uh, you know, our hope and ambition is that those people will come back into the studio with us or perhaps they'll engage with other digital products that we're going to bring to market. Melanie, talk to us a little bit more about those instructors who are now being served as kind of influencers within your own media and talent division. Yeah, I, it kind of goes back to those 45 minutes and what we believe is the other 23 hour and 15 minutes is just as important as the 45 we have. You know, we have 400 instructors now that are these incredible tastemakers, social influencers, community builders, and, you know, experts in what they do. And so the, the media division was really conceived around the idea of meeting the consumer demand for spending more time with the brand and the instructor need to amplify their message outside of that podium. And so together, we have a talent management team that partners with our instructors to work with them on what story they want to tell, what is the narrative that they want to bring to market. And that could be a Sound by SoulCycle event. That could be a social program or on IGTV. Um, that could be uh, a retail uh, feature that we work on with them, um, or it could be a playlist on Apple Music. But the whole idea is, you know, we are a live experiences business that is brought to you by great talent. And from a marketing perspective and a brand reach perspective, we want to make sure that we are partnering with our talent to amplify their message as broad as we can to attract more people into the brand and into those studios. So it's a it's a division in its own right, but it also has incredible through lines into our into our core operating business. It's very different than what kind of a lot of other lifestyle, beauty, or wellness brands are doing. Instead of, you know, instead of home growing their own talent, it seems to be like that they're tapping other influencers for sponsored content. How do you feel that like your differentiator is really going to win in the long run? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, an example I can give you is we just launched our uh, retail line and apparel line, Soul by SoulCycle. And it was really 13 years and then 18 months in the making, recognizing that between our instructors and our riders, we know so much about consumer behavior and athletic apparel and what our riders want to wear while they're on the bike, but also to and from and in their lives. And so we've taken great care and really started down to the tech pack and fabric level to say, what is it that you want to be wearing? How can we design this for our workout and for your lives? And now we're actually manufacturing our own product to bring to market within our four walls online in our direct-to-consumer business. And also we've just partnered with Nordstrom on a wholesale basis to start to get that product out there in a completely new channel and environment for us. And that to me is just a way that we have really leveraged our expertise and leveraged our talent um, and our own internal influencers versus going outside because they're right here. Melanie, what about the... um fashion business or the retail arm was inspired by, you know, the collaborations that you guys have done in the past, whether it was with Tory Sport or Lululemon or Draper James? So we've um, we've partnered over the years with a variety of great brands, some lifestyle, some performance. Um, and the relationship has been has been has been wonderful um, because those brands have such authority and recognition with our ridership. You know, you know, when you're in a soul cycle studio and you pick up a Lululemon tight, it's a, it's a great 
it's going to be a great product and they've, they've done a really nice job. I think what, what we've tried to do is think a little bit differently and think more around our lifestyle, our brand and our workout. And if you think about it, riding an indoor cycling workout or riding on a bike is just different. The way you lean forward, the way the tight sits on your hip, the way a bra fits on the top, there's there's different nuances to that workout. And um, there's we found that there was really no one servicing that market. And we felt we had a unique point of view on how to do that through a combination of cuts and fabrics and styles and patterns that we even believe are trending. You know, we look to the runway and we move really quick to get um, those patterns and those looks brought to market in a way that we think is, again, going into a white space in the category that we, that we really clearly saw. Why did you decide to partner with Nordstrom? It's interesting. So, you know, we, we thought long and hard about whether wholesale even made sense for us in the face of direct-to-consumer and, and Instagram being where I personally buy a, lo- a lot of things. Um, and we, we just met with the Nordstrom team, and their whole ethos as a company is very aligned with ours. They are hospitality first. They are customer service first. They're all about the curatorial approach to best product for their very highly engaged shopper. Um, I have been a fan of that brand for my, my whole life. I think what they've built is something really special and unique in that category. And uh, we just sort of had this great meeting of the minds from our first conversation around how they believe they want to service their customer and how we believe our customer may want to interact with us in a different environment outside of our studios. So we, um, we're really excited about it. And do the markets overlap? You know, the 18 stores that you are in in Nordstrom, do they overlap with SoulCycle locations or are they different? Some do and some don't. We actually wanted to try both to see um, in a market where we already have the brand awareness what that would do for both of our businesses. Um, And then some we wanted to try new markets to see what the brand receptivity is. Melanie, one area that I think um, a lot of people have asked about for SoulCycle is obviously, you know, your beauty offering and your wellness offering, that category specifically. I know you service a lot of different great brands in your bathrooms at SoulCycle, but do you ever think about that that's an area that you could grow? The short answer is yes, because it's such an integral part of our experience. So right now we have Labo products in our showers uh, and in our bathrooms, um, and they've been a wonderful partner to us. We worked on a Bergamot set with them for uh, a couple of months to launch last year, uh, and the product is just it's it's wonderful um, and very elevated in terms of uh, a boutique fitness offering, and it's something our riders are really excited about. And we've partnered with a couple of other brands just to test and see what our riders want from us. But what we know is that our riders are really busy. And so they're coming to us and they want to be able to have this great, efficient, effective, fun workout, take a shower, have all of their favorite products and keep moving. And again, as our instructors are such influential leaders in their community, our riders really look to them to say, what products should I be using? And so we're working with our riders and also our instructors to really think about what else we could, what else we could offer. Melanie, everybody kind of wants to be a lifestyle brand right now, whether you're fashion, whether you're beauty, whether you're your footwear. How do you think that SoulCycle is positioning itself, um, you know, amongst all of these different spaces? From the beginning, this has been about hospitality and community. And when you build a brand from a place of, I want to do something good for you, and then I want you to be in a space where I know who you are, you're gonna share that experience with other people. And when you share that experience with other people, then that starts to become part of your lifestyle because you ride with your friends and you 
take a piece of the retail with you and then you want to talk about the music that was played at the end of the workout or maybe something that your instructor said. And so I don't think we ever set out to be a lifestyle brand, but we wanted to become part of the fabric of people's lives. And when you naturally weave yourself into that narrative, then you ultimately arrive at a place where you are a lifestyle brand because you you see with our riders, the way they talk about it, they feel like it's their community, it's their soul cycle, it's their relationship with their instructor, and that's great. Our team and our HQ, I say this all the time, we work for them, we work for our riders, we work for the teams in the field, because they're the ones that made this part of their lives, they're the ones that choose to spend their time with us, uh, and we take that really, really seriously, but we also wanna make sure that we stay part of their lifestyle, and so that's where the media comes in, and the playlists come in, and the events come in, is how else can I get those 23 hours and 15 minutes from you? So we continue to be part of your dialogue with your friends, and that we continue to deliver value in a way that's really authentic and important to you. Last question, Melanie. Um, you know, there's a lot of different categories that you guys are dabbling in right now. Is there anything else that you can share with us in terms of 2019 plans? I, mean, I think one of the things we're really excited about is our opening in London this summer. Uh, we're going to be opening a series of studios uh, this year. We are incredibly excited about this market, and we're going to launch with some pretty cool experiences when we do. So. Perfect. Thank you so much, Melanie. It was great having Priya, you. Priya, thank you for having me. It was great to chat. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. A special thanks to Gianna Cappadona, the producer of this podcast. As a thank you for listening to the Glossy Beauty Podcast, we're passing along a limited time introductory offer on a three-month subscription of Glossy Plus. Glossy Plus members have access to unlimited content, exclusive research, and more. Join today for just $49. That's 80% off by entering the code INTRO at checkout. For more information, head to glossy.co slash subscribe. Before you go, be sure to sign up for our new Glossy Beauty and Wellness Briefing, a weekly newsletter that will keep you up to date with our coverage and analysis of these growing industries. Sign up is simple and easy. Just head to glossy.co slash beauty email to join today. We'll talk to you next week.